Hello and welcome to the Truth About Local Government podcast, a podcast aimed at providing a platform to promote the excellent work that the political members and officers of local authorities are doing to overcome the increasing challenges facing the communities across the UK. Additionally, we will be promoting the wider way of career opportunities that exist within local government. We hope this podcast will help drive engagement between the public and local authorities across the UK. Welcome back to The Truth About Local Government. Today we're going to be talking about a few things, but fundamentally it's about the power and the ability that councils can deliver if they have partnerships and the right political support and the right officer support. And today's really special for me. Broxtow Borough Council is a district council in Nottinghamshire that punches well above its weight in terms of the delivery of key schemes. And I'm delighted to have Councillor Greg Marshall, Deputy Leader of the Council, and Zulf Dar, Deputy Chief Executive at Broxtow Borough Council, on to talk about the Beeston project. Before we begin, guys, thank you so much for coming on. How are you both? Lovely to see you, uh, Matthew. Thanks for very much for having us on here and looking forward to uh, talking about what, what we think is probably like a, a flagship project for us here in Broxdale. Yeah, me too, Matt. Fantastic. So let's start with yourself then, um, Councillor Greg Marshall. What is the Beeston project for those sitting at home, you know, but what is this flagship project? Yeah, so this is this is a project that we in Broxdale have seen really as being an anchor or a linchpin for regeneration, not just within Beeston, but but across the borough as well. Um, we've had significant ambition to redevelop what was a rundown uh, concrete car park, dirty bus station in, in Beeston town centre with a vision on the back of the, the tram uh, redevelopment to really use that space and that place within Broxtoke to uh, regenerate the nighttime economy, to um, offer um, great, great offers to the people of Beeston, both in terms of leisure, but also crucially um, support the businesses and and the existing businesses within Beeston Town Centre as well. So we've tried to combine all of those things to to create a a real flagship, as we like to call it, um, um, centre of Beeston. And in terms of where are you at with this project? Is it completed now? Yeah, we've uh, we've completed um, uh, the main phases of of the project now, and we've got some fantastic uh, tenants and businesses into into the whole area around there. What would we would say that the anchor is the is the Arc Cinema, and um, and we've got some brilliant uh, kind of like um, bar and restaurant venues as well, uh, right next door to it, and some great eateries. Um, uh, uh, as well, really give kind of like the feeling of a an entertainment quarter, if you like, to 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 that area uh, of Beeston um, as well. I think we're particularly happy on the, in in the sense that we've done this in partnership with business, but fundamentally, this is a community wealth building project within the authority. So we have retained. Uh, uh, the land we have helped develop and generate uh, those businesses as well and helped uh, build out some of those businesses um, mm -hmm. as well so we get of course a a, uh, a a lease and a rental return that helps drive all the services and other things within the authority it's a it, it's a really real success for us 
I mean, what you guys have done, and I don't think we can overemphasize this, is what every other council in the country wants to do. It's repurposing high streets. It's bringing together a reason for people to come in, socialize and spend money and develop that anchor. What's the starting point for that kind of project, Greg, politically? So you know that the community told you they want to have um, a reason to come in. They want to have that kind of facility. But how does it begin? Um, I think I think we've had some ambition is key uh, and the ability to have a vision about what you want to achieve a commitment a political commitment to wanting to have control and steer and influence around that rather than just maybe the attraction of a of a quick fire sale of of, of land and, and, put, and put into the hand of developers so having a clear view about having that control um, in, in partnership as well listening to um, residents, listening to communities, trying to understand um, the importance of town centres. And, and mm -hmm. it is the importance of place, not just the importance of things. So the importance of communities and somewhere to go and somewhere to be, something to enjoy and, 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 and embrace together. And, and recognising really that this quarter this entertainment quarter as we like as we as, as we kind of call it supplements everything else in the town so it supplements the high street it supplements the shops it supplement it attracts people into the town so it isn't just things individually um we try we try and look at this kind of like um as, as a whole really for the jobs and economy uh, of the local area where does your passion come from, Greg? Because to get this done, and for those listening at home in terms of just how challenging this, this is a really, really difficult thing to deliver. Um, and I'm going to talk to Zulf in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in the second part of this recording around how you make that work. But where does your passion come from, Greg, for delivering this sort of thing and also for being a for being a councillor? Um, look, there's a, there's a million different councillors all over the country there's a million different politicians from all over the country who are who, who don't necessarily uh, and they're good councillors and committed to where they're from but they don't always have to be from there of course to be a good councillor I'm from Beeston I've lived here all my life so I love it round here I only ever um, wanted to be a councillor in Beeston I want to help my communities um, I've I've grown up seeing the bits where there was underinvestment. I've grown up seeing places which were run down in, in Beeson. I wanted to do something about that. So I've been able to um, luckily um, get elected and I've been able to represent people. I've grown up with a lot of people uh, who, who, who trust me on that basis, know that I'm, uh, I've only got the best interests of Beeston and Broxtow at its heart. Um, so, so it's really, really nice to be able to directly influence and directly be involved in places where you're from uh, and see your friends and your family kind of enjoy things that you've been able to do uh, in in that area as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm, I just kind of like love it in Broxtow. What do you think the legacy will be of the Beeston project? Oh, I think I, I think there's, there's some real great things that we're already doing as part of uh, the Beeston project. So, you know, and I'm not being, um, I, I think the importance is to recognise how good and how committed and how uh, flexible and trusting the businesses are that we've worked with, uh, that how they have understood what we're about as an authority and what we want to try and achieve. Um, 
the culture, if you like, about uh, trying to develop uh, the area as, uh, as kind of like an arts kind of area as well. And for instance, you know, the Arc Cinema, who have been a great uh, tenant with us, uh, have, have helped run the Beeston Film Festival, which is now mm. into its 10th year and being a you know a hugely successful international film festival with submissions hundreds of submissions from all over the mm. world you know attracting not just interest around uh beeston not just interest around nottinghamshire and the east midlands but international interest about what we're trying to do putting us on the map in that sense um i think that's a great legacy and long may may that mm. continue i think you know the bar owners and the restaurant owners absolutely mm. get their local people they absolutely get what it's like um to to live around here and what people want to to enjoy so i just think this is like this really nice kind of feeling of people working together providing things together offering things together um for for the whole community really not just for their own ends and their own means that's important but for but for the whole community I love the phrase that you said at about the start of our conversation around community wealth building in the yep. fact that, yes, you're retaining the assets so that there's a revenue generation, but it's more than that. It's reinforcing the cultural identity of the area. It's giving a sense of purpose and identity within the broader area of Nottinghamshire. You know, people know about yep. Broxtow and people know what Broxtow is about. For councillors that are out there listening to this, Greg, what advice would you give to somebody, your peer, who maybe has the ambition but doesn't know quite know where to start? in terms of delivering something like you delivered on the Beeston project? I think, um, well, we're more than happy to show people how how, how we've done things. Um, I think, and, you know, Zulf will speak, will speak in a minute, but we have had an excellent relationship with the officers as well who have been able to understand what we're after politically and understand what we're after in, in that direction. But the officers have been trusted to deliver a good deal for for us from a professional point of view um testing them where we want to testing the officers where we want things changing a little bit but always with that uh that collaborative and, and a very close kind of alignment between um prudential investment you know good economic investment political ambition and I think all of those together have been a, mm. just a really good advert for us really and I'm sure Zulf will will add to that when when you talk to him in a minute. Thank you for that Greg and we are going to transition now to, to Zulf Dai, Deputy Chief Executive and one of the most articulate and passionate people I work with in local government so Zulf thank you for before we begin to talk about the, the Beeston project. Partnerships we talk about this a lot off air but partnerships are so important to delivering um, these sorts of developments. Can you just talk us about how you manage a 50 million pound project yeah. how you add social value to that contract and just the nuts and bolts of actually something that yeah. size for a district yeah. council yeah first of all i i joined the authority in 2017 so i timed it beautifully in terms of my professional person development this is an awesome project and uh, it's been great working with, with, with the leading political groups i mean the first port of call was uh, it's fairly assemble the right team and uh Talked about the Beeston Board, uh, and that was really a strategic board that would manage uh, the development both in terms of building it on time and on budget and managing the, the, the rollout of, of, the, of the tenants. So on that board, we had uh, the, the key members, of including, including uh, uh, a cross-party board, but also the project managers and key external advice. So, so that board was the key driver to manage 
uh, what is quite a, a complex, a complex uh, regeneration project. Just just to go right back to back to 2017, in terms of managing risk, we were really keen on uh, securing anchor tenant before we kicked off with uh, developing the business case further. So we spent a lot of time uh, talking to different cinema operators and it was tough. Uh, and we eventually uh, secured uh, a deal with a company in Ireland, The Ark, uh, which took some work. We did our due diligence and they were the right partner. They were a smallish operator who were expanding in the UK. But there were a number of facets to their outlook that really attracted us. They were a, a company that were interested in the community, uh, an interesting part of the development of the community. So they weren't just a corporate operator. So once we had the anchor tenant, we knew we could move forward, develop the business case further. One of the important things to me was paying for it. Uh, and again, we had a really, really compelling business case. We funded the development through a combination of uh, securing let money, that's grant money, uh, the sale of a of some land opposite the, the development for housing and uh, some, some really quite, yeah, quite sensible borrowing, really, because borrowing is seen potentially sometimes as being uh, yeah, sort of risk, but we made sure it was sustainable and affordable. So that was a finance package. And then, as I talked before, we had we had we assembled the team, uh, appointed a really excellent project manager with a track record of delivery on our side, uh, and then worked on developing a partnership with the third party in terms of who would actually deliver it on the ground. Now, I think at this point, I need to really uh, sort of offer my sort of. Uh, Thanks to Bowman and Kirkland, who were the delivery partner of, of the project. Uh, they worked with us through COVID. Uh, and Greg probably remembers a whole range of different issues where we managed a whole range of different risks, which were shared between the various parties. Uh, again, that was a, a brilliant achievement. One of the things in the contract, Matt, I'm really, really proud of is something called social value. And what social value is, I think you talked about, it, was ensuring that with this sort of spend, you're getting something back for community. So a couple of examples. Local suppliers, again, we pushed that as far as we possibly could in terms of uh, the build, local apprenticeships, uh, local people working on, on the projects, did whatever we could to, to do that. We also involved, I think, local schools in a project link, linked to the to the cinema. So I think one of the great things about the members, they brought that into the board. And we made sure we checked at each stage. It's not just a construction project. It's a regeneration community wealth building project. Uh, but that is so important, though, Zul, just on that point, because I think that's really important for everybody to, to who's listening to be aware of it. It's that that proactiveness to really because it would be so easy just to go. It's a development project. Just crack on and spend the money. But taking the time to really think about the community and how this can benefit the community, it adds it adds more work to you. But it's just so important. I'm just sorry to drop that. Zul, I just thought it's a really important point, yeah. piece of stress about how important it is that yeah. you did there. Yeah, no, Greg's been really good on that. I think that just to be talking about the operators and the leisure operators, I'm, I'm delighted. Just to pick up Greg's point, we actually in, invested some money into the refurbishment of those particular units. So there was a cost, but we could see the long-term benefit attracting those operators. Uh, Beast and Social is run by uh, an operator with a number of different uh, uh, leisure units in, in the city. And uh, he... They want something really quite unique, and it is a really again. I urge people to come down and visit. It's a fantastic venue. It's got a really interesting vibe to it, it's like, and a really nice 
fit with beast. And I think, as Greg said, it's got a creative edgy side to it as a beast, linked to music and art as well. And you feel that in the facility, and that's gone down really, really well. We've got a dessert place that was doing really, really well. Not ideal from a public health perspective, but in small portions would be okay, I think. Uh, we've got a, a really uh, awesome uh, new place called Glass Orchid. And the re that, the, there was a, something in the press about the top five, the top 10 restaurants in Nottingham. It was in there, Glass Orchid, to get, get again, uh, uh, good news. And the one unit that we're just about to work on letting, again, there's just the one unit left, which again, there's another a leisure operator, a restaurant coming in there very, very soon. So, you know, we've got up almost 100% uh, occupancy. We've got a nice diverse mix. And I think I think Greg said it, it just pulls in other operators at other parts of town centre. Success and what's pretty successful. Other operators want to come in around Beeston and there's that buzz as well. And the last thing on the arts and music front, again, we, we've done something again with a member's blessing, a kind of a regular Friday night music event in the town centre to bring people in uh, to have a drink and enjoy, enjoy some good spring and summertime. Uh, so that's a little music piece which picked up. So similar to what they do in Europe and other parts of the world, you know, bring people in on a Friday evening, which, which is different artists around uh, around Beast and sort of, as it were, busking, but bring people in to sort of enjoy a drink and enjoy some music. It's so phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And I think it's, it's, again, it's giving people a reason to come in. But it's also every action that you have there. I mean, I... I I always quote this guy, but James Clear, when he talks about atomic habits, identity is the North Star of behavior. And if you say, look, Beeson's a cool place we call music, people start to really embody that and they support it. Um, and then going back again, I think this is the thing as well, which is so amazing, is you delivered this during COVID. I mean, COVID yeah. is, you know, I mean, that's one hell of a, imagine that as an exam question. You're uh, doing a 50, man, 50 million pound regeneration project and then there's a, a global pandemic. And um, what do you do? You know, it's it's just truly incredible. Um and talk yeah. about that piece there around the development of place because it's it, this this is more yeah. than just to be. I, I, I think it? if I could just come in there, Matt. I think I think a building on grid point. We haven't stopped because we're now looking at another building uh, that used to house Argos, uh, another opportunity to develop that further with another opportunity which is uh, in in the health space. Again, focusing on footfall, keeping the vibes of the town centre, a diversity off offer. I think I think my view is, and I'll bring Greg in, I think town centres need to have that diversity to train that footfall and revenue and sustainability. So that's why I want to bring health in there, as well as leisure, housing. So you've got that mix to really keep it vibrant and, and lively. So I think the place thing never really stops. I mean, I'm calling it phase three. So I think I think the uh, there's, there's a sequel, a few more sequels to go yet. I love it. Absolutely. Where does the creativity come, Greg and Zulf, from the... Because you're very ambitious but ambition is nothing without vision and you clearly have you know they clearly have, you have a skill both politically and from the officers to look at what a space can be and what a community can be where does that come from at the council i think it's it's partly related as well um matt to that those connections one that i have from being around here and knowing yeah. people um and having kind of that 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 view that we are a a um it sounds a bit twee kind of a can do council supported by officers and 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 uh um with with, with what we're trying to do so for example um there's a there's a brilliant 
local woman called called Jeannie O'Shea. She's been instrumental in what we call the Beeston Arts Trail. So you might know there's there's murals all over all over yeah. Beeston. You know, Edwin Starr used to live yeah. in Chilwell. Um, you know, war, what is it good for? You know, that kind of stuff. You know, soul legends. Paul Smith, of course, was from Beeston, the 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 fashion designer. Um, Richard Beckinsale, the actor. So we've got these great murals there. We've got murals all over all over the town where people can come and you know see this great artwork it's kind of like um as you say that creative um vibe that creative feel to it we've then of course uh, and i touched on we've got the beast and film festival um which which is just a great event for showcasing not only um uh, international films and and the feeling of of internationalism that we've got, of course, very close to the university with with a mix of students and international uh, um, uh, students as well. But also that working with young people in the town, offering opportunities, partnering with other universities to try and showcase talent and offer opportunities. We've got Shane Meadows around the corner, of course, who's keen to support the, the film, uh, the film feel. So we've got all of these things coming together um, that, w- that we don't want to push away. We don't want to discourage. We want to encourage people to come to us as a council, to come to me as a councillor with ideas. Okay, let's do this festival. Let's do these events. Let's put this show on. Let's do these music events as, as all touched upon in summer and spring, you know, free, free in the town centre for people and local budding artists who want to come and, mm. and showcase their their talents. So it's it's all of that feel so so we position ourselves as a as a council that we want people to be involved in we position ourselves as councillors myself you know people who can come to talk to with their ideas we'll try our very best to do it i think what zulf said around it ain't finished yet okay then what do we do in the in the future well we have got these ambitions for a health a health quarter um trying to bring you know um GP surgeries or dentistry back into the actual town centre itself. You know, loads of evidence that says if you can attract people into town centres, you know, who come for a medical appointment or they might go for a coffee or a bite to eat afterwards or they're coming in to get something done there while they're going to go to the bank or the high street or down spend a bit more time. So we're really keen to try and promote that model. Um, And then, okay, what role does the council have in helping to support that? Well, we are um infrastructure we're we're building toilets we're building right next to the cinema new public brand spanking facilities uh changing places toilets lovely and clean well maintained accessible um the highest standards for accessibility and disability um and and we're we're doing that when other authorities are saying well we're going to close toilets or we, we don't want to invest so we're proud of what we're doing we're pleased of what we're doing in this sense but we're not stopping i guess is what we're yeah. saying and, and yeah. this is kind of like the springboard to the next phase and the phases after that it's what a local government's all about and it genuinely you should be proud because what you guys are doing is i wouldn't say you're bucking the trend because i think there are other councils out there that, that are also delivering but this is what local government's all about it's having really passionate members that understand the needs of the community officers that work in collaboration with those members to deliver and to keep being curious and to keep thinking about how you can proactively build a sense of community and a real sense of identity. Um, and I think it's just absolutely wonderful. My last question to Zulf, um, before we conclude, obviously I appreciate there is, there is more, there's more things that you want to do. And that's absolutely amazing. But it, reflecting on the kind of journey to where you've got to so far, 
if is there anything that you any lessons learned that you would do differently or anything that you would say to somebody thinking about doing this in terms of things yeah. to think about in advance yeah i i, I think you cost of, of learning and each project gives you lots of learning I and mean, for, for this one uh clearly you know we need to make sure we resource projects properly and uh perhaps there's something in that because uh, we're all working really really hard uh so there's a case of managing resource during the time of a project uh there's lots of learning there about working well with the private sector you know, you know how how they operate and how we operate uh, so I, I, I think for us it gives us that track record of delivery so we're moving into greg will talk about in a minute a huge amount of regeneration through staples towns fund regeneration leveling up money we've got a track record of delivery and that is that is really precious and uh, invaluable because we cannot we can replicate that learning and that you know that way of working to other large-scale projects we've done that through a housing delivery program as well as through regeneration so i think it's been a great springboard and catalyst for uh as a kind of almost like a prototype of managing uh projects successfully as we move towards other large-scale uh improvements and projects across the council well, it's fantastic. And I just want to say thank you to Greg and Zolf for coming on, because I know how busy you are uh, with everything that you do. So thank you for taking the time to, to speak with myself and with the with the listeners at home. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks very much for having us. For those of you at home, thank you so much for tuning in. We've been talking today to Councillor Greg Marshall, Deputy Leader of Broxter Borough Council, and Zolf Dar, Deputy Chief Executive and Section 151 Officer, about the Beeston Project. If there's one thing you take away, go and visit Beeston Project. Um, it's a wonderful uh, development. It's a great uh, the the pearl in, in the kind of the crown of of Broxter as an area, but what it really uh, is an example of is is what we can achieve as local authorities when we're ambitious, when we do the right governance, and when politicians and officers work collaboratively for the needs of their community. If you've enjoyed the episode, as always, give it a like, give it a share, and please tune in next week for more interesting episodes. Thank you for listening to the Truth About Local Government podcast. Now, eighty-seven percent of listeners who enjoyed the podcast do not leave a review follow the podcast or share it please if you liked it review it share it and let's keep spreading the positive message about local government 